Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. Because, man, I got to tell you, I'm very, very excited for today's episode. We have a fantastic guest, um, one I have been watching um, on uh, the big screen and, um, and sometimes on the little screen as well, uh, but mostly the big screen, uh, unless I'm watching a movie on something, uh, Mr. Courtney Gaines. He is an actor, musician, and just all-around cool guy. Um, Courtney, how are you, man? Good. I, I like that opening theme, like uh, kind of like half surfer, half western groove. I like that. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, the funny thing is, people, I, I, we used to change. when I, I've been doing this thing. I, I, when I started, I thought I was going to do about 20 episodes and then, um, you know, find something else shiny to, to focus on. And uh, <laughs> this is episode 1130, <laughs> you know, wow. so I've been doing it a while. Awesome. And Congratulations. Well, it keeps me, keeps me out of the bar, you know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it. Um, when I started doing it, I would, you know, I bought this big thing of royalty-free music. And um, it came with, like, I don't know, 21 CDs or whatever. And so I was, wow. that's where I'd get my, uh, my buffer music and stuff, you know. And I, uh, I, that particular one that, we, that we've used, we've used for about three years now because, man, after that was at the end of seven days of listening to 20 to 30 second little bits of music. <laughs> and I find that was the end. I'm like, I found it. Finally. We're keeping it. Yeah, it's a big one. Never change it. Sounds very adventurous. Something cool is about to happen. I like it. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I did not know until I was um, doing my research for the show here. Now, I, number one, I, like I said, I have been watching you. You have been in some of the um, all-time, you know, classic films, um, you know, Back to the Future. I, I don't, that's just one of my top movies ever, you know. It, it's such a great movie. Um, and it just, the list goes on. Colors, um, Can't Buy Me Love, Burbs, Children of the Corn, man. That was fantastic. And then it just keeps going, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to Courtney's IMDb page, um, we don't have a link to it, but just Google IMDb page and put in Courtney Gaines. But get ready. Your wrist is going to hurt from scrolling the mouse down. There is so (laughs) much work. It's fantastic. Good work when you can get it, my friend. Good work when you can get it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, well, you get it because, I mean, it's just, it blows me away. Let me ask you, when you were a kid growing up, did you know that, like, showbiz was what it's going to be for you, you know? Well, that, yeah, that was the goal. So I I go back to six years old. My father told a story that that I was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up, a fireman? And my dad said, I looked the guy dead in the eye. I said, like, in disdain, like, no, I'm going to be an actor. (laughs) Mm. So 
Somehow I already kind of knew. I don't remember that, but he said he never forgot that. And uh, my earliest recollection was um, I was in this after-school program where all the bad kids and broken homes and parents that had to have two jobs were. And um, we had this really tough lady named Ms. Gardner, teacher, that uh, we all respected because she was tough and we, you know, because we needed it. And uh, she got us to do theater. And she got us to, she got the oh. toughest guy in school to do a farce in drag. We did all guy production <laughs> in drag, if you can believe that. <laughs> and when she got the toughest guy in school to do, we were all like in because I'd be like, oh, you know, it's funny. I was in a, uh, was in a dress. Let me go tell Frankie you think that was funny. And he'd be like, no, no, please, please. So it was, right. we had a, but, but, she, but she's the one who got me. I, I, I did a, I, I, we did Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I started out as a dwarf. The prince backed out. She's like, you're doing the prince. I'm like, I don't want to. I'm 10 years old. I don't want to kiss the girl. She's like, you're doing it. That's that. And I'm like, okay. And, and it changed my life. I the, the, I'll never forget walking out on those boards. It was like the nerves before you go on. And then you walk on there and it was like, uh, a familiar to me in a way I can't describe. And I knew that oh, like, man, from that point, that's exactly what I wanted to do with my life. That's amazing. That is amazing. And and your your parents, everybody was like on board with it as well, right? Well, it's interesting. So so my mom had been in the USO entertaining troops in the world in World War Two. Like she went to a fame school in LA and she sort of was like, I don't want you to be a childhood actor. You're gonna lose your childhood. I'm like, Well you did it. You had fun. I don't understand. So I kept bugging her, kept bugging her. Finally, she put me in a workshop. And I was like 13, and I mean, I bugged her like uh, you know a lot. And um, the <laughs> class, I hated the class. I hated the class. It was like wearing tights and tap dancing. Like that was not what I meant. And I was gonna quit. Right. And I, and I'm, I'm, I literally was the third class, and I was quitting that day. And this guy stopped us on the street. His name is Virgil Fry, and he's like, "Is your son an actor? I love his look. I teach a class." I, my son's an actor. He's in this audition next door. And I'm like, ah, who is this guy? And then his son came out. His son's named Sean Fry. And in, in the 70s, Sean Fry was a child actor who worked a lot. He was in the original Fun with Dick mm. and Jane. He was in many movie of the weeks with, like, Elizabeth Montgomery. And I was like, oh, my God, I know who this guy is. This, this, and then Virgil was also a working actor. So I started studying with him. Long, long and short of it is he became my mentor. I studied with him a decade he broke me into business as a manager, and, and you know, I, I owe him a lot. So mm. that's, that's amazing, man. That stopped me on the street because his class was like, in, you know, intense, uh, you know, method acting, and that's what I was I was looking for. I was looking for something to sink my teeth into, not, you know, sing and dance, you know? I hear you. I hear you. Well, you were – I grew up in the in the 80s. I, I cut my teeth, you know. I, I was a teenager in the 80s, and – you were in, like, all the cool, like I mentioned, you know, Children on the Corn, uh, Back to the Future, and um, and you almost messed up Marty McFly's life, but, you know. That's right, nothing. that's right. I, I mean, I had a, an amazing um, 80s teen cinema run, you know. Uh, it was a combination of right place, right time. I had five years of professional training under my belt. I was 18, which you needed to be to work a full day back then. And I looked mm. 15, so I was the. It was just I had all the advantages I needed, you know, to to get work in that era. And I had a great run and was able to establish myself as a an actor. And I took a lot of pride in the fact that I didn't play the same thing twice in that run. I did after Show of the Corner came out and it was such a you know big splash. I didn't want to get stuck in doing just horror, so I was like, I'm not gonna do the same thing twice. Right. And I was able 
to do a wide variety and really establish myself as a as a character actor with some range, you know? That was really my goal. Oh, absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, you may not know this, he was on Misfits of Science, the coolest show in the 80s. I love that show. Uh, that's funny. You know, I barely, I, I played, yeah, I barely, that's one of the ones I barely remember and I've never seen, but I do, I think I played a mechanic or something. I, I, I yeah. there's a few things I'm in, in that era that I cannot remember, you know, cause I was, I was just like, well, I said, I was so working. Many. Yeah. But there's a few, there's only a few that I'm just like, what did I do in that? You know? <laughs> and that's one of them. Well, I'm telling you, I was going through the, uh, like I said, your list is just, you know, when you you see these names, you know, you're in the heat of the night, Seinfeld, um, you know, yeah. Jag, that was Silk pretty- Stein, all this stuff, you know, it's yeah. amazing. Well, that was sort of the transition from the 80s to the 90s uh, in my career. I'd done the teen run, and then there was no 20-something roles. It was kind of like uh, – it was either you were like a teenager or you were like 30, and I was like, what am I going to do? They know I'm not a kid anymore. I grew the long hair out. I combed it back. I grew a goatee, and I said I could play Mad Dogs. And I just played a lot of guest stars on TV, playing you know a lot of, a lot of crazies. It worked. It kept me busy for like a decade. It worked out well. That's awesome, though. That is so cool. And and it just kept going, you know. And like like I said, you, folks, you, you scroll through, and you're like Criminal Minds. Wow, that's cool. I remember that episode. Um, you know, uh, I mean, just, hey, I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud of that episode. That was a very, very tough character to do and uh, figure out. And uh, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite and toughest guest stars I ever had to, ever had to do. Well, now you're in, um, you know, and, and we we definitely I want everybody to see it. I don't want to give anything away, but the movie Queen Bees. Me and my wife watched it. Um, phenomenal, <laughs> and my mother-in-law actually um, was <laughs> over that evening and. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. Great, and great. You know, here you are, and it isn't like this is a new thing. You know, where you're working with with big names. Your whole career, you work with big names. You know. Um, no, but I never, I don't know I never take it for granted. I got to work with Ellen Bernstein, Anna Margaret, Jane Curtin, and Loretta Devine on a scene. I, I didn't take that lightly. That was that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> on the box of the DVD, people, the Blu-ray. On the box of the, that pops up for the streaming, and Margaret is sitting on top of Courtney. <laughs> How many people yeah, can say that? Right? Yeah, it's, it's just a cameo in this movie, but it made the trailer, and I, I, I'm, I'm thankful that I, you know I've gotten any recognition of it at all. But I just I I, I knew the director Michael uh, Lembeck. Uh, he teaches a comedy class, the Harvey Lembeck Comedy Workshop, with his sister Helene. Their father, Harvey Lembeck, started it years ago. And uh, that's how I got to know him. And when I found out he was shooting a project, I was just like, hey, you got anything? He's like, I got something small. But when he told me who I could work with, I was like, oh, I am, that, that sounds great. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Yeah. So that could be a really good thing. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hmm. 
My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Hey there, my name is Paige Beatty and I am the founder of Hats On and Hats Off, which are two separate companies but aligned by the same philosophy of raising cancer awareness and forming smiles. Hats On is a for-profit corporation that sells cancer-specific hats to be proudly worn by you in hopes of raising awareness. A percentage of the proceeds will be donated to Hats Off, which is a non-profit corporation raising money to buy wigs for cancer patients who can't afford them. That's where we're forming smiles. I believe cancer has touched almost everyone's lives in one way or another. A friend, a family member, a friend of a friend. So please, visit our website, www.hatsonhatsoff.com to learn how you can help raise awareness and form smiles. Rocks Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Well, and then I was looking at your, um, not just IMDb, but I was also over on your Facebook page, and um, I'm looking at some scenes you had posted. Um, I guess it just dropped, or it's coming out. The river, and yeah, it's, just, um, just called river. That's a new look for you. Um, yeah, totally different. Like, that's my COVID beard, right? That's that's what that looks like. 
and got a nice long beard and long hair. But yeah, it's a fun. It's a really interesting little. It's a psychological sci-fi thriller. Very independent mm-hmm. film. Only five people in it. Um, and my character kind of plays almost a hyphenate of characters. Uh, his name's Doctor Michael Glenn, but he's so the lead girl loses her mom and she comes back home and then she starts having time lapses. So. I'm A, a close friend of the family, B, she works at my antique shop, and C, I'm also the town psychiatrist, and I start doing therapy sessions with her to try to figure out what's going on. So I play, you know, sort of three characters in one, which in a small town is not unreasonable, I guess, but it's a really different, felt, very earthy character, not the kind of character I normally get to play, and these are the kind of characters I'm starting to get now as I'm aging into my 50s, right? I'm starting to get these more established characters. You got, when you're, you're in your 50s in a movie, you have to be like the sheriff in town. You have to be a psychiatrist. You have to be, you know, you have to be like some established guy or why are you even there to move the story along, you know? It is so true. I The other day, I can't, I have nothing in my life that compares to that other than this. This happened the other day. I um, I was at the vape store getting the, uh, the vape liquid uh, because, you know, five years ago, I decided to quit smoking, and I was only going to vape for a month or two. That was the plan. <laughs> and here, like I said, it's been five years. I just traded one addiction yeah. for the other. But hopefully yeah. it's – I don't cough in the morning. That's the big thing. Anyhow, that's, um, that's what I figured, you know. Um, so I'm at the thing, and the, the kid in there, uh, nice guy. You know, I, I know him. I go in there all the time. And, uh, you know, it's a, a talking about a good job. You know, he sits around watching TV until a customer comes in and then takes care of him and then goes back to his TV watching. So he's watching Star Wars. He's sitting there watching, mm. you know, it's on the TV when I walk in. And so we start talking about Star Wars, you know, as you do. And uh, I said, you know, I saw this sure. film when I was a little kid. I was seven years old. I went to the theater. My parents took me. It was changed my world, you know. It was fantastic. And he's like, oh, yeah, my dad did, went to the theater and saw it, you know, when he was a kid. And I, I just wanted to leave then because I, I, I felt it. <laughs> I felt my age. I'm like, when did I become dad age? How did that happen? You know, I don't have any kids or anything, but it's uh, it hit me, man. Just, it hit me that 50. I got to go to see that movie Again? at the Cinerama Dome in Los Angeles with my with my parents. And you know, the Cinerama mm-hmm. Dome. You know, that was like so high tech at the time. You know, the curves, the curved oh, screen. Okay. But I also got to take my son when they did the reboot in the theater. I took him to see it in the theater when he was 10. So I got to, I got to, yeah. How cool. I tell you, I, we were watching that. Um, I got to give it to my wife. You know, she's, she's more into Star Wars than I am, I think. Um, I was always more of a Star Trek guy. But she, we were watching mm. that Mandalorian, man, and that, that uh, what was it, season two, that end scene. I don't want to give anything. But, I mean, anybody, everybody knows it. But, uh when, when the surprise guest showed up, I felt like a seven-year-old. I had not had that feeling um, since I was a kid, and that just goes to show the power of cinema. You know, and it, I was like, "Wow, this is." I, we need to I say that often, particularly when people ask me, like, "What was your experience like after Children of the Corn?" I said, "Like, you know, I saw people running to their kids, running to their parents, crying." You know, but I realized the power <laughs> of cinema. But it's really interesting you brought oh. that word up because I say that a lot. That 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 after all the recognition I got from that film, good and bad, I started realizing like, wow, cinema really is an influential medium, you know? Oh yeah. It, it, well, and the other thing is, and I want to bring this up as well. 
not the other power, most powerful uh, media, I would say, is music. And you're an accomplished musician as well, something I did not know, I was not aware. Um, but you're great, and your music's fantastic. Sure, I, appreciate that. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Was this always something that was going on in the background, like you had bands and stuff like that growing up? Yeah, it was. It, I started taking uh, guitar lessons at 13 as well when I, when I started taking acting lessons, but I was really clear I wanted to be a professional actor, and that's what I was striving for. Musically, I just liked, you know, I, I loved, you know, bands, you know, growing my brother turning me on to Sabbath and Zeppelin and the Doors right. and all that. I just wanted to learn to, I just wanted to learn to play guitar. I never thought of it as a profession per se. And what it really became more than anything for me was 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 a it, it just helped me cope with certain things in my life, you know, like I could I sometimes could articulate something in a song better than I could articulate it in my real life. And it would it, it just became a, a way to grieve. But I started bands. Yeah, I had an acoustic band called The Gathering, uh in the late eighties, early nineties and <laughs> and then I did a lot of, a lot of a lot of solo stuff, and then um, nice. now I have two projects out right now, one called Acoustic Gains Volume 1, and we just released our third uh, single off of that called Let It Ride, very sort of vintage blues sound. So, and that just got picked up on uh, one of the indie movies I did during COVID called um, My Redneck Neighbor, which is a zany comedy, and I would say, who, who, play, who do you think played the redneck neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and his name was well, Dirk, nice which I saw on this too. Which is really because cool. that's my middle name as well. Oh, okay. One you don't hear uh, all the time. So I, when I see no. it, I, my ears perked up. Yeah, that's amazing, no, that's, man. that's not a name you hear yeah. often at all. No, no, not and really. Um, I mean, middle growing name, up, I heard I it way too much, um, <laughs> you know, with my parents. <laughs> Quit doing that. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> What my, are you my, thinking? Uh, my, yeah, my, that's what I was. My, my, I think it was my father's middle name too, and I was like, "Yeah, why'd you pass that on, man? I don't understand." <laughs> <laughs> but that big name, Courtney, was also an odd first name for you growing up in a Chicano neighborhood. Courtney was not the best name, you know. Oh. Got called Corny a lot and things like that, you know. Right, I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, you know, it's um, now. I have. I did not know that the latest single, um, the blues one, had dropped. I don't have that one queued up. I have. There was a time. Um, oh, that's cool. Up. That's we the could... first one we put out. Uh, that's a lovely little song. So, so feel free to play that. That's great. Yeah, let's play it. Let's play it so everybody knows. Um, I mean, because everybody knows what a fantastic actor you are, but I want people to uh, hear that what a great musician you are as well. Um, here it is, everybody. This is uh, uh, Acoustic Games, Volume 1. This is the track, There Was a Time, by Courtney Gaines. Check this out. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, what a track. I dig that, Courtney. That's awesome. Thank you. You know, it kind of harkens back to those 70s era songs. You know, like when we grew up, so much of the pop rock or soft rock, you know, that we heard was acoustic driven. I mean, you know, Joni Mitchell. Absolutely. Uh, one of my favorites that a lot of people aren't familiar with, Janice Ian. You know, she's one of my one of my heroes. You know, her album, In Between mm. the Lines, this is a remarkable record. Um, but yeah, this acoustic thing is kind of harkening back to this, you know, to that era that you know we we heard in the '70s. You just don't hear a lot of acoustic guitar anymore. You know, it's kind of everything really electronic don't. now. And oh, that's yeah. how you know you're exactly. getting old, my friend. Back in my day, we played acoustic guitar. <laughs> we knew how to play instruments. What's this auto tune? I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, what is this auto tune shit? I don't understand it. <laughs> oh man, that's like my wife came in the other day and she's like, "Hey, have you ever heard The Weekend?" And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, I've heard him. I haven't really listened to his stuff, you know. I mean, it's not something I've spent time on. Why?" She goes, "I'm just saying, a lot of keyboards in that Mr. '80s. You might dig it." <laughs> like, looking it up on YouTube, and I'm, yeah, she's right. She knows me. Um, that's good. Oh man, that is one of the things though. I don't know uh, if there's an age difference between you and your wife or whatnot, but uh, there's a little bit. We, we've got about a 15-year difference in mine and, and, and ours. And, uh, yeah, music, it becomes very apparent, very apparent, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's but, true. Uh, my, my girl's 10 years uh, less, but she's an 80s rock lover, so she kind of bridges uh, the gap. There. I got you. I gotcha. Oh man, and and she's got Malachi. How cool is that? Check and mate. She wins. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She's on Malachi, but she's got a much nicer guy than that. So at least every once in a while, Malachi comes out, and it ain't pretty. You know. So. <laughs> I hear you, but but you know, every girl likes a bad boy secretly. Uh, well, I'm teasing, ladies and gentlemen. Certainly the 80s Hesher metal chicks sort of liked me, and that freaked me out when I was, you know, I was a young guy, and all these 
all these chicks on speed, you know, on Sunset Strip were into right. me. I just I couldn't quit it, man. It freaked me out. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so funny. I wanted. I grew up in Metro Detroit, and I wanted to get to LA so bad because, you know, we we saw it uh, on MTV. That's where we saw it, Sunset Strip, and all that, and you know, guys yeah. with giant hair riding around in limos with uh, had all the women. You know, they're kind of like the yeah. rap guys today. You know, and um, yeah, they, they were rock stars. And so I'm like, yeah. I got to get to LA. I got to. So and I, it took me forever. I went to college in Boston. I mean, I went the other route, uh, the other direction. But I finally get to LA, and I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, it's either going to be a cross between like film noir Humphrey Bogart movies, um, or uh, you know, the Sunset Strip. And it was right in the mid '90s that the, the coffee house scene was real big. <laughs> Everybody was. Post grunge, everybody was kind of playing acoustic stuff in, in, in you know wine bars and whatnot, doing their thing. Yeah, it changed. There was, there it was wasn't anything and... like I had imagined. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. This is a message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. If you are at higher risk, you should stay home as much as possible and avoid close contact with people who are sick to protect yourself. Call your doctor if you have concerns about COVID-19 and your medical condition or if you get sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. 
Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAubion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. There was this guy named Spooky. He ran this gig at what's called Highland Grounds, this coffee house, and he actually used my band, The Gathering, as part of his video that got him the gig as a, a VJ on MTV. If you can believe that. <laughs> See, there you go. He, he, He's the dude who came up with the whole unplugged idea. He wanted to use unsigned bands, and of course, they, you know, as corp as corporate, right. you know, would do. They, which ended up being obviously a great idea for a TV thing. But he got so pissed off that he he left, and uh, he uh. walked right out. He walked right out of MTV to audition for the Who musical and got the lead. <laughs> Can you believe that? Mm, that's not bad. That's crazy thing out of it a little bit. But yeah, he that's toured awesome. for three years. He toured for three years doing go. that after that. But I, I but he literally, a lot of people don't know that he's literally the guy because he was doing the coffee scene in L.A. He, he you know, the unplugged scene. He was right. doing it, and he was the one that came up with the idea. But then, you know, but I, you know, look, I think MTV doing it with signed acts was was great. I mean, but uh, but I understand why he was upset too because he wanted he wanted to uh, you know help artists get discovered, you know. Oh, absolutely. We have, at our house, um, we have, I have a lot of friends that are musicians and whatnot, and whenever anybody goes on tour, um, well, let me put it this way, I have a lot of friends that are musicians that when they go on tour, um, they're always looking for places to stay. So they're that level of musicians. Yeah. Nobody's putting them up, you know, besides us. And as, we as have a the, guest as the old joke goes, As the old joke goes, what do you call a, a musician without his stripper girlfriend? Homeless. I don't know. <laughs> it is true. Well, we get people that, that stay all the time before COVID happened and everything. And because and, yeah. we have a guest room, we live a couple blocks from the beach. But here's the killer. Oh, nice. And it's everybody's like, oh, you have a nice house, right? And I said, well, it's, it's okay. I said, but really, the, the thing that the reason everybody comes is we have a washer and dryer. And I have an Italian <laughs> one. So, you know, there's food. And clean clothes. It's hard to beat that. It's the college all over. A lot of these people um, that that I know that come through are always uh, playing gigs, not at a lot of coffee houses, at least here in South Florida, but it's these um, these micro brews. I, oh. I've seen more people play it. Yeah, everybody's playing these micro brews, and you know they're full of. Um, yeah, you know, kind of yuppy like people, and I'm not saying that in a derogatory way, but but just as a descriptive way, I guess. And um, you know, they love it. They they play and they they go and drink sixteen dollar beers, and and everybody's happy. <laughs> and, that's you know, really interesting. 
that's that's a that's a good lead for me to consider doing some stuff. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, they seem and it's real popular here. I I imagine in L.A. it would be just you know everything's cool in L.A. Um, you know. The thing that sucks about the music scene in L.A. nowadays is there's, there's so much like sort of pay to play. You know, like if you want to mm. play like the whiskey nowadays, you have to buy like four hundred dollars worth of tickets, and so what that does is it becomes Guy, middle-aged guys who can afford four hundred dollars worth of tickets, as opposed to, you know, right. lean, mean, you know, hungry artists trying to get hurt. I mean, you know, none of those eighty right. band, eighty bands coming up would have done that. You wouldn't have Motley Crue and uh, Guns N' Roses yeah. and Poison. They've been doing anything on the strip, and that's why the strip is like terrible now. The strip, the scene is is garbage, you know. Right. Well, and it it happens. The best thing I've ever seen is I was. Um, uh, hanging out in Vegas for a little bit. And I don't know if they still do it this way, but at the time, this was about, I don't know, 2005, something like that. So it's been a minute. Um, but the, the friends I was hanging out, the, the places they were playing, uh, you know, kind of small bar type things, but maybe a, the, the, the level between a bar and a club. And um, they would run a Z-tape. It, but it was weird. Like I had to have friends that would call me and they're like, hey, come check us out. We go on at 3 a.m. You know, we're playing from 3 to 4.30 because it's 24 hours, you know. So, um, but but they would run a Z-tape, the the club with the bar, and uh, they said, okay, here's where we're at now, and here's where we're at when you're done, and you get a percentage of drink sales is usually how these guys are. Right. And uh, because there was no cover anywhere. Yeah, uh, and I thought that was. I said, you know, if you're gonna do it, that's not a bad way to do it. I suppose everybody, it's, you know, there, there's no fibbing around or anything. It's it's there, right there. But um, yeah, I think that's fair. I, I mean, if, if to get part of the bar tab because you're the entertainment, I think that's fair. I've, I've had deals like that, you know, in L.A. back back in the day, but nowadays, like I said, it's all this pay or play. They want guarantees up front, and then you, it's up to you to sell right. all those tickets. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it at all. No, because you're not a hype man. You're a performer. You're an entertainer. You know, that isn't your, um, that is one of the things about the independent scene and, and music and film, I think, is a lot of filmmakers um, and musicians uh, think that they're going to get into doing their project and they're just going to direct a movie or they're just going to make an album or release a single. And really, you're going to market that. You're going to, to you know design the merch, no, yeah. put the no, merch out. I mean, you, have to, you have to sell the soap, and uh, that isn't always, the person who's the best salesman may, may not be the best artist, you know, so you're not necessarily going to hear no, the absolutely. best people if somebody else, you know, if they don't get out there and get heard, you know. It's, it's totally it's the best actors. Some of the best actors in acting classes have never been discovered, you know. It's, it's, uh, you just never know who's going to, who gets who gets the break and who doesn't can be bewildering at times, that's for sure. Well, it's amazing. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is coming from somebody who's who's been in this business a long time, long time, and, and has seen it, you know. Um, now, Courtney, we, we talked briefly about the river um, that, that dropped. Um, do you have any other projects you can talk about, or um, yeah. is everything yeah, is. kind of still in process? Uh, uh, so uh, another movie came out just recently on Amazon Prime, a horror film called The Wait to Dawn. Got myself, oh, wow. D. Wallace, Vernon Wells, and so that's a you know that's something people can see now. And that what no one knew it was coming out. We were all we were all surprised. 
Um, so that's out. Uh, Queen Bees just came out. River just just came out. And then I've got another one coming out August 13th called uh, Charming the Hearts of Men. And uh, that movie's set in the 50s, and it's about this, based loosely on this true story of this woman who was a debutante whose father passes away, comes back to the big house in the south, but finds out they have no money. She takes a job mm. at a diner, and at the diner, it's right as the Civil War, uh, civil not Civil War, Civil Rights is kicking in, and she ends up allowing mm. a sit-in to happen because she's the hostess, and it ends up being a real big to-do in this town, for real. Like, I made the papers and all this stuff. And it got her aware of civil rights, and she was connected because she was a debutante. And she ends up getting the governor to actually put the word women's rights in the civil rights bill. And that's a true story. Wow. That's amazing. So I play, and you're I play the bringing owner the story of the to the masses. Yeah, I play the owner of the diner, Mr. Sprats. So got a nice little <laughs> flat top going for that one. And uh, I, I, like, I love doing period stuff. Period stuff's a lot of fun. So that's coming out soon. Really? And uh one other horror project, uh, the tra- trailer's out, but I don't know what's coming out, called The Bleeding Dark. I play the lead in that, and it's a drama horror film. Everything's really heavy, but but it has very much 80s kills, you know, th- those kind of effects, not CGI stuff. Right. I'm curious to see how that uh, that plays, because it's very, it's very much a drama. It's about a, a, a father and son who lose their, their uh, wife to a, a robbery slash murder, and the son blames him, and he's depressed, and it's very heavy, but uh, but I'm curious to see if that kind of heavy material and horror can can live together. And so that's called the bleeding dark. So um, uh, it, was, it was a very think, good challenge, acting wise. I think it will. I think it will. I tell you that period when I see films in horror like that, and I'm by no means a, a big horror. I have friends that are horror people. You know, that they'll they'll tell you they'll well. They're kind of annoying to watch a movie with. They're like, that guy's pancreas didn't bleed. And I'm like, how do you know? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> how do you, you know? <laughs> but what I, I remember as a kid, and I would watch these on um, Saturdays. They would, they for a while there, they had all the Hammer films, which were kind mm-hmm. of weird because they were heavier than the stuff that was out, you know? And, um, and we ate that stuff up. We loved it. Good. Well, I hope you know. I hope it does well. Like I said, it was a really good acting challenge, and uh, I, and uh, I certainly you know poured my uh, guts out in that one, and uh, hopefully it hopefully it gets uh, it gets out there and gets seen. So that's that's a, that's nice. about the list of ones that I know are out right now, or you can see the trailer of or whatever. I think Charming the Hearts trailer just came out last week too. So. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And folks, I want to, um, listeners, I want to let you know, we have a link, up, of course, to the Queen Bees, uh, com, um, and you can find out where Queen Bees is playing and all this kind of stuff and behind-the-scenes stuff and whatnot. See Courtney in it. Um, but we also have uh, links up to Courtney's uh, Facebook page and his Instagram as well. Both are fascinating. I'm telling you, if you want to see some cool posts and whatnot, get over to both of those and uh, follow them, like them, and, and it, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> Courtney, you, you don't stop. Do you work pretty much? I mean, do you go on vacation once a year or something, or are you always working? Um, you know, it's a, honestly, it's a real weird thing, like feast or famine, right? Like sometimes, like, nothing mm. seems like it's going that's when, I'll, that's when I'll take on my own creative project by putting this record together or whatever. And then it's like all of a sudden everything's going on and you 
you're having to turn down jobs because you have another job. It's it's always seemed to be that right. way. And right now, the, the feast of movies coming out. Like last year, nothing. And now, all of a sudden, like four things in a row. That's that's the way it is. It's like it's it's that, kind of like the movies, you know, the phrase hurry up and wait, right? It's like you're waiting around, waiting right. around, and then when it's time to you're in a rush. You know, that's sort of how my whole career has been. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, folks, I'm telling you out there, for those listening that are uh, doing entertainment or any kind of work, really, you can learn a valuable lesson from Courtney. And uh, and I know I'm going to sound like an old man, and I kind of am, uh, but you got to work. If you want things to happen, you got to work. <laughs> yeah, got to work at it, right? Like, it's like I never, you know, those, right. lean time, in those lean times, I'd always be in a class, or I'd be teaching a class, or, you know, it's like you, you, you are putting up a play, or, you know, you have, you know, you, you can't wait for the phone to ring. You got to keep, if you're creative, mm-hmm. be creative. Keep going, keep doing, and then the next thing that's, you know, that's big time will fall in line, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very cool. Courtney, it's been a pleasure to meet you and talk to you and whatnot, and I, you know this, but I'm going to say it anyway, you know, of course, keep doing what you're doing. You're super good at it, um, both acting and, you know, film and uh, uh, music and whatnot. I can't wait to see and hear more. <laughs> you know, I'm saying I that selfishly. It. Right, well, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been great talking to you, and uh, you know, thanks for putting up all my socials and everything. Your 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 page looked great, so I appreciate all that. No, thank you, man. Thank you. Hey, and we'll have you on soon uh, with the next project and whatnot. Because we'll, I know it'll be we'll, soon because there's always the next project. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it again. Definitely, we'll do it again. Absolutely. Well, there you go, folks. How about that? That's going to uh, wrap it up for us today, uh, Mr. Courtney Gaines. Actor, musician, extraordinaire. Um, like I said, uh, all these links and everything are right there. These links, when we convert this to a podcast, uh, follow the podcast. So, you know, wherever you're listening to the podcast at, um, on Spotify or Pandora, whatever, um, uh, you can the, the links are there. So you can click on them and, and get right over there. Um, very good. I would definitely pick up a uh, Acoustic Games Volume 1, um, you know, while you can and whatnot. And uh, it's 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 great. I love the single from it, and I can't wait to hear more. Um, very very cool. We will be back tomorrow, everybody. We uh, the next two days kind of interesting. We there's a new horror film out um, that I don't think it's out yet. I don't know. Don't uh, don't quote me on that, folks. Uh, but it's called The Nest, and we have the director on tomorrow, and then we have one of the stars on on Friday. So. Lot happening, lot happening. Oh, and I did get some emails, and people were over at my website, and they're like, "You don't have any shows scheduled for the last week." You're right, I don't. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law um, are expecting, and uh, the baby's due that week. And you know how inconvenient babies can be. Well, they can come early or late. So rather than having to move shows, I took my summer break that week. And um, but we will be back the following week. Got that whole uh, week booked now. So very, very cool. We will see you next time, everybody. Courtney Gaines, check out his film. Matter of fact, I would suggest tonight's a great night. Have a Courtney Gaines film festival. There's a lot of movies and shows you can do it, and everybody knows how to spring now, so that can happen uh, very easily. Okay, we will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rox's Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. 
It has been executive produced by Jamie Rock, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tama Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.